Chicago, this is Around Comics, the comic book podcast, where we talk about everything in and around the world of comics and <laughs> comics culture. I'm you had two choices. Christopher Neesman, you blew it. 85 of isolation, and I'm joined, as always, by my virtual co-host, Mr. Brian Salazar. I'm real. I'm just to remote. me, to me, you are just pixels, sir. <laughs> just pixels. Yeah, well, you know, it is kind of weird. We could just be jars, you know, heads in jars. Heads in jars. Point. We don't know. It's possible. Yeah. Um, and this is all just the matrix fixing a glitch. When is a door not a door? Ah, who knows? When it's a window? When it's, when it's a jar. A jar. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Dad jokes this week on Around Comics. Dun dun dun. How you doing, sir? Um, not bad. Pretty good. You know, hanging in there, just uh, working. Yeah. Trying to uh, stay active as much as possible and not gain forty pounds from all the baked goods that. Uh... So your wife's baking too? Yeah, she made yeah. cream puffs the other day. Homemade yeah, you know, I, I, I finally, I finally had to, had to get up the other morning. It's like, damn it, I'm, I'm, I'm starting yoga. I'm doing my push-up routine. I'm, I'm not going to drink until after three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, I mean, hard choices. <laughs> tough, tough decisions you have to make, sir. Hard, yeah, with hard me choices. It's just uh, sugar. I just, I'm a sugar junkie. I can't. Oh, that's right. You have a sweet tooth. And my body doesn't process it well. It's like I can yeah. eat, you know, well, I don't eat anything else that's that horrible. Yeah. But, I just drink a lot. Yeah. I don't, well, I, I've drinking more for sure lately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other hard decisions. So I'm trying to decide if I'm going to multi-class my cleric right now. You know, it's, I've reached, uh, I've reached fifth level. Is I never understood that. I mean, these are, these are the tough decisions that we have to deal with right now. The cleric already is a multi-class. Why would you want to multi-class him again? It really is, but then yeah. it's like a multi-multi-class. But if you were going to multi-class a cleric, what would you multi-class them to? Uh, like cleric druid, maybe? That Just seems, be really you know, extra sort of, funky. Well, but they're like two different competing theologies. I yeah, well, I conflict. know. Is this a character that's conflicted? And eh, maybe it's a, it's a, uh, yeah, yeah, she, <laughs> yeah, she's got, she's got issues. She has she's got daddy issues. Okay. Well, but, there you uh, go. Um, no, I think she I'm going to know whether I'm it's I'm nature gonna... or nurture. That's her whole thing. Maybe. <laughs> so, do you, um, are you still DMing with, with the fam? Well, we haven't done it in a while because I've yeah. been kind of lazy and not like, I don't, I haven't had time to read. And now there's so much reading. 
Yeah, that's I forgot how much reading there was and how much I enjoyed reading when I was mm-hmm. younger and how much I don't enjoy reading now. <laughs> so I'm I'm holding up for the for the the video folk. Um, um, if you're a player, do you get the 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 spellbook cards for the classes? Um, yes, I do. Yeah, it makes it much easier for the players. <laughs> Infinitely uh, easier to keep track of your shit. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I usually, I, I never go like straight up sorcerer or wizard. I'm usually a paladin, cleric. I haven't played a bard in a really, really long time, but having the, the cards out to, to keep track of shit, I yeah. find infinitely well, that uh, was, easier. The, the other thing about it was like, you know, my kids kept wanting to play and I just kept finding myself putting more and more time into like organizing paperwork and printing out, you know, <laughs> cheat sheets and, you know, shit like that. I'm just like, Jesus, I, you know, I don't, this it's like around happen. comics in the early days, whenever we were putting in like 30, 40 hours a week into yeah. like two hours of, of recording time. That's what it's like DMing. It's the same thing. It's like, you're, you're going to run four hours, but yeah, you've put like, 40 hours of prep time into this, you know, four hour adventure. Yeah. And I'm never like, and I enjoy playing with my kids, but I, it also gets frustrating because I found like, I take it way more seriously than they do. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm shocked. And I try not to like the first, our first game night did not go well and it was all my fault. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sure he, he, Jack's like, well, I'm going to hit him with my bat, battle axe. Yeah. You're like, okay, what's the damage? He's like, I don't know. It's yeah. like, come on, Jack. Yes. <laughs> nope, I, I, your shit does. And amazingly, they still wanted to play after that. So I did. I <laughs> but feel that's like, exactly what happened, wasn't it? Oh, for sure. They didn't Absolutely. know what their yeah. shit did. Oh, they didn't know anything. They didn't know how to do anything. I mean, it was ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I've spent uh, a month. Uh, of all my free time, just reading these fucking books so I know the rules and how to do this, and you guys have put no effort into this. So, uh, yeah. true, true story. I probably, after three years of living here in Milwaukee, I probably know more about the fucking Sword Coast than I do about Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> well, it is basically the Sword Coast. There's it is of kind of dens Milwaukee of is kind of the Sword Coast. Yeah, hives of <laughs> scum. In, uh, up and along the, the Actually, coast. I, th- I think the Sword Coast is like Seattle. No, I was going to say like Tampa. I mean, that literally Ooh, is the, yeah. you know, probably was the yeah, Sword Coast. Because there's a lot of hookers there. Yeah, well, they're always, you know, was, I mean, if you, you go. I back, could see the Sword Coast being like the Tampa St. Pete area. <laughs> a lot of strip clubs, a lot of scum and villainy. And that's yeah, all said with love, people, people of Tampa. We have no, nothing but, uh, you know, fond memories of Tampa. I've been to Tampa once. It was, it was Florida. Uh, yeah, it's Florida. Um, what else? I don't know. Yeah, I, um, I, uh, but yeah, it didn't go well and they, but they have been bugging me to play again. So I need to kind of crack, crack on it. But the problem is, is now it's just the two of them. It was, my wife's not going to play. Kim, you know, she, there's no fucking way she's playing Dungeons Kim and Dragons. Kim is not going to play D&D. No. So like Marta to yeah. play D and D. I would see Marta doing it before Kim. I think. But Ooh, I no, don't I don't know. No, they'd but, be off baking baking cookies. Yeah, but um, <laughs> it was my my daughter and my son, and then my daughter's boyfriend was playing too, 
and he, now he's sort of on strict quarantine. So, mm. yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I got to get back to it somehow, though, some way or yeah. another. Do something. Yeah. I tried I just to convince the them to just play like one of those D and D. They have like the board games now that are yeah. like themed. Um, I think uh, I've got ten- one here. Hold on. Um, it's like a game shop. You have basically a mini comic book store. Dungeon Mayhem. No, no, but they have like actual. Is that an actual Dungeons and Dragons product? It's a. It's a. Yeah, it's a D and D product. Oh, okay. But if you're have... looking for like a board game, board game that's D and D, it's Gloomhaven. Yeah, well, I don't want to spend one hundred and fifty dollars on a fucking. Board yeah, game. it's like. Yeah, it's like. And it weighs like eighty fucking pounds, and I don't have. I mean, it's awesome if you like. And here's the thing: if you like the, if you like the 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 tactical battle portion of D and D, Gloomhaven is great. Yeah, it's about positioning and how many spaces you can move and how much damage you can do and blah 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 blah. Well, here. this is the thing, like, that's mm-hmm. what made it really unfun when we were playing, because it was the whole tactical... My kids, you know, they don't, they're not into that. They don't, you know, that's super No, nerdy. it's not a strategy game. It's, and we talked about this, you guys went theater of the mind, right? Yeah, yeah. All battle, everything is just, I just describe it, I don't really... Infinitely you know, more fun. Yeah. Yeah. If I want to play a tactical strategy game, there are much better ones out there than Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I agree. Yep. I'll play Hero Clicks if that's what I'm Hero Clicks. Yeah. Hero Clicks. Okay, so as we are live now, what I want to do yep. is if you can if you can be quiet for a minute, I'm gonna turn Okay. Uh I'm gonna I wanna check the live stream and see what it looks like. So let's see here. Can I do this without feedback? I don't know. Okay, so I think our sound is a little unsync. Do I need to go headphones? No, it's me. I can do it here. <laughs> I just have to... It's not, it's not you, it's me. It's me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do-do-do. I need a producer, like an assistant producer here. We tried that once. It didn't work. This is true. Do that. We'll try that. We'll see if that. We'll see if that did anything. All right. <laughs> Cards everywhere. Yeah, my yeah my my office really is kind of starting to look like the fantasy shop. We'll be back after a quick break. Do you ever wish you could sit in on a conversation with some of your favorite authors and listen to them talk about their writing process, their path to publication, and of course, their newest novels? Hi, I'm Marissa Meyer, best-selling author of The Lunar Chronicles, and I would love for you to check out the Happy Writer podcast, where every week I talk with other writers about books, craft, inspiration, and how to bring a little more joy into our lives. The Happy Writer is available wherever you get your podcasts or find us on Instagram at Happy Writer Podcast. Sorry, I wasn't listening. I, I was I was monitoring. Nobody heard anything you just said. Oh, 
Joanna. I said, yeah, my office is starting to look like the fantasy shop. As, you yeah, know. no shit. It really is. <laughs> You're going to open up a little Milwaukee-based theme in Could the comic be. book shop? <laughs> Come in. Buy my shit. Why not? So, yeah, stuff to, stuff to um, keep me occupied, which uh, here's one. I just uh, just got this week. Johnny Quest. Um, and this has been out for a little while. Um, they actually have on Blu-ray now the complete original Johnny Quest series, which uh, if you're old like Sal and I, you probably know all 26 episodes of the Johnny Quest animated series. No, I, was a fan. I never liked it. What? I never liked Johnny Quest. Are you I like, fucking serious? I, the only reason I've ever even watched Johnny Quest is because of the Venture Brothers. I like the Venture Brothers' take on Johnny Quest more than I like Johnny Quest. As and much I, of a Steve Rude fan as you are, but not really. I, yeah, I just never. I I thought the cartoon was boring. I always thought it was kind of boring. Hey, give me one second. Okay. That was. Oh, sorry, my dog and he's was back. Like, my dog was uh, like chomping on a bone or something. I don't know. Which one? Some... I don't know. I think it was Zeus. It's okay. I'm no, dogless I just, tonight. He's just noisy. I have no dogs. Where's your dogs? I don't know. They're I don't know. Off. with Marta. It's rare. They're with me all day. Uh, yeah, Zeus is taken to coming downstairs and. Trying to crawl under my desk lately, <laughs> which is weird. Yeah. He doesn't really fit. Yeah, but... I'm just gonna sit here, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't like Johnny Quest? I'm I'm shocked by this. It's never never was a big fan. I mean, I best best uh, theme song though. Uh, yeah, I guess I did. I, there's a lot of things about it. I think looking back at it. I would like, I think if, if I was maybe, I don't know. I just was a, in a little different mindset when it was on, but it also, when did Johnny quest even run? I don't even know. It was on the sixties, right? Yeah, I was going to say like, it was an old cartoon by the time I was a kid. Yeah. It was old whenever we were, we, we caught it in, in reruns for sure. Yeah. And so I think that's why I wasn't, I wasn't, I know it's like, it's one of those geek things where it's sacrilegious to admit that you don't. You don't like uh, Johnny Quest, but um, yeah, I mean, because it was like, I mean, it's it's like James Bond cool, and we can all admit there's some really terrible James Bond movies. Uh, sure, there's um, uh, most of them are terrible. <laughs> I would say, yeah, maybe <laughs> most of them, most of, not all, but some of them. Are pretty yeah, bad. I'm looking forward to the new one, but apparently that's not coming out until like October, November now. Is that that's true? Uh, October. Yeah, uh, they yeah they push that they and that's that still... and and, and uh, Black Widow and everything. Everything's been pushed. They it's it's really it's been interesting with the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU. Um, I hate that, uh, <laughs> but they they've now had to reschedule everything because pushing black widow means that they've got to push the um oh god what's the uh uh the next movie not the inhumans um the 
What's oh God! What's the other? What's the other Kirby one? Um, uh, the Marvel, not the Inhumans. Yeah, everything's the, uh, being not the pushed. New Gods. That's DC. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. I don't. I, I can't remember. Yeah. Marvel. Let's like let's search Celestials and shit. Um, I get it all confused. I did. Uh, speaking of that, though, I did recently go back and read. Um, the uh, uh, Miracle Man, the twelve issue. Mini-series. Oh, the Alan Moore. No, no, no. The the Tom King and oh, Mitch okay. Gods. Uh-huh. Oh, Gerard's. that Miracle Man. Oh God, what was I thinking? Uh, yeah, yeah. I went back and reread that uh, recently. No, Mister Miracle. What did I say? You said Miracle Man. Oh, no wonder I confused you. Yes, yeah, Mister yeah. Miracle. Ah, throwing me curveballs like that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. My bad. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Miracle. Yeah. Um, yeah, I went back. Have you, did you read that? Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's um, It reminded me a lot in in tone. I, and I think that we had um, uh, Tom Caters, who eventually will rejoin us here. Someday. Uh, we talked about it. I, I said it, 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 in tone, it felt very similar to Fraction's Hawkeye series to me. Um. That zany? Fractions Hawkeye was really zany. Um, but yeah, but this it was, wasn't. it was, it opens it up was, with, it was Clint, it was Clint Barton and it was, um, I mean, it, it was like him and his everyday life. I guess it was the, the everyday life stuff. Um, it, once again, tone, not plot, but tone, um, where Mr. Mayor, huh? I don't think I can agree with you on that one. Uh, okay. Tone. A combination of tone and art, I guess, because the art I thought was was pretty similar to to Fractions. Um, Hawking was that David? Aja? The Eternals. That's what huh? we were trying to think of. What? The Eternals. The Eternals. Yes, yes. that. Um. Yeah, you know, I I liked this Mister Miracle. It was um um weird, but everything that's fourth world should be weird. Uh yeah, it was very it, it, it was very weird. Um, but I thought it was a lot darker than the the Hawkeye, which I loved. The Hawkeye still got kind of dark. This this opened with a fucking attempted suicide. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I don't well, think Hawkeye true. ever got that dark. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like, you know, at some point, parents having to give up their baby to you know. Uh, create peace of two worlds people do that every day sal no not that often people do that every day no they don't oh they do now we're talking about post-pandemic world now post-pandemic it's a whole new reality god damn i heard something today that is fucking just about ruined me yeah we may have seen the last national league game that doesn't have a DH. Uh, yeah. Is that was that coming? Was that that was coming next year? It, it, there is talk that in a shortened season, because of apparently mass hysteria, that the National League may adopt the the designated hitter mass for, hysteria that's what you're rest, claiming for the rest of the season and and we may have we may have well it would make perfect sense 
our would, last National League game without the without the crutch. It would make perfect sense. Um, one because I mean it gives you know it's like easing people into the idea because you get a half a season. Oh well, you know they're just it's the it is you know the a, after the whole problem we've had. Who cares kind of thing, <laughs> and then. So you get to ease them into it, and then next year it's just like, well, we're just going to leave it that way. But also, you don't get those filthy pitchers, you know, going up to the plate and maybe infecting a catcher, a good solid catcher, God forbid, a first baseman. You don't get those disgusting, disease-ridden pitchers spreading their filth all over the field. They just they go to the mound, they go back and sit down, sit down, pitcher. Just be quiet and sh- sit down. It's fucking heresy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's whatever. nine on nine, sir. Hey, it's nine on nine. It's will, not nine on ten. You'll be lucky if you ever get to go see a baseball game again. Like no, I would be worried about bigger I, things. I am. I am fiending bad right now. I am. I am like a a heroin addict with no methadone. I mean, I mean, how, I can't even watch like Japanese baseball right now. Well, which would be like the the American baseball equivalent of methadone. I I, I I'm only assuming. I saw a, a kind of funny. Post by a Cubs fan today was uh, oh they still exist yeah it was um uh it was a picture of a of a cardinal the bird and it said I got, no. I'm missing baseball so much I went outside and yelled at this bird in the tree yeah yeah <laughs> how dare you win the National League Central again oh don't start it, it's don't. ours oh. it's supposed to be ours oh goodness I don't want to create a uh, you know, Cardinal Cubs rivalry here. On... <laughs> There's no rivalry. Who cares? Who cares about secret. baseball? <laughs> That's the big secret. It was never a rivalry. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's the bitterness, the pettiness that comes out of you when you start talking baseball. Pettiness. Right? We won the Central last year. Reclaimed our right. Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> that means so much now. When are we going to just get past the fact that you know this stuff isn't important? Why don't we get to that point? Quit paying these fucking crybaby billionaires, so we can do it is, something. It is important. I miss, I miss baseball, and oh, the Sox are going to be good this year. So I know that you miss baseball. I don't miss. I miss. Baseball. I miss. Do you miss new comics on Wednesday? Uh, I don't really read new comics, so no. <laughs> you know that, and that's and and I guess Sorry. that's an interesting bridge to this. Is that I read um. Um, interesting article today about baseball and what is going to be different whenever we come back. And I think the same thing can be said about a lot of different uh, entertainment industries. Uh, industries. What is going to be different? And I think comics are going to be different. I think that that movies are going to be different. It's. I mean, this is. It, I mean, this is, I'm, I'm starting to get a little, you know, weirded out with all of this crap personally, but I mean, there's going to be, there's going to be changes in the way that we go to and digest entertainment after that. You know, it's going to be comics, it's going to be sports, it's going to be a lot of things are just going to be different after this. And I, I, you know, thoughts on that, you? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm. I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, like, I think things will go to relative normalcy, or at least a level of normalcy, 
I don't think, yeah. I think it's good. I mean, I think it's just going to take time. It's going to take more time than people think. Like going to a baseball game, going to a large, you know, an, an outdoor festival or a concert. Those are the comic things. book convention. Yeah, comic book convention. You know, those large scale events are, are, you know, it may take a lot longer or until they create a, you know, a vaccine for that to return to normalcy. But I think, you know, everyday life for the most part. I don't think it's going to be that affected long term, yeah. but we'll see. I mean, it's, I'm sure there will be th- things that I can't foresee. I mean, I'm not in that business. I'm just guessing. So, but you know, though people have gone through all sorts of things and at some point they find some sort of normalcy, you know, they get past it and, you know, with us, it's it's contingent on a few things. Obviously, if, you know, a vaccine is one thing, but there's, you know, it, it as it runs its course, and the majority of people are either infected or you know asymptomatic from it. Whatever, uh, you know, things are gonna kind of start slowly turning back to normal. You know, what will change? I, I don't know. I mean, we'll find I, out on I the other side. I think. Yeah, I think it's just <laughs> amount of like how much do we make it change you know how weird do we make things or do we just and i think for the most part people will it's like a week and then (laughs) i think people will want to get back to to normal and you know people people enjoy enjoy routine and you know we, we as comic book fans you know you and i were both a part of the the wednesday the you know comic book crowd for a really long time you went to the comic shop on Wednesday, and that's when new comic books came out, yeah. and that's you know that was a routine, and I think a lot of comic book fans are are routine people, and this is you know it's whenever you fuck with the routine, I think it messes with people, and I think that uh, the next probably the next couple of weeks are going to be rough because the routine it's like the lack of routine is actually starting to become routine now, if you know what I mean. Yeah. For sure, I know. It's, I'm, I'm like getting too used to doing nothing, you know. It's yeah. Just like, uh, but uh, I don't know. I, I, you know, it's like funny. I, I keep seeing people post online stuff like, "Oh, I don't know what's gonna happen at this, but I'm done shaking hands." It's like, yeah, maybe. No, you're not. Yeah, probably not. Like, no, you're not. A week after you're back at work, you know, it's, it's the first time you shake somebody's hands, you're gonna go, "Oh," and then the second time, it'll be like, "Ah." Uh, and then after, you know, two weeks, you won't even think about it again. I think a lot of people will have hand sanitizer at their desk or in their did. pocket. And people will wash their hands more. And that'll happen for a while. But people aren't going to stop shaking fucking hands. Comic shops, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with comic shops. I'm not sure, you know, depending on how long this lasts. But um... it, it'll it'll be the same thing that happened in 2007 2008 it'll be the same thing that happened in the 90s um the ones that are really good at cultivating community and keeping customers um engaged will survive the ones that um go through the motions are going to have a tough time yeah well right? some of them you know might have a tough time regardless of what they do but yeah we'll see we shall see about that i don't yeah. know i don't know how they're staying in business as it is quite honestly and well, I, but I will say this i will give credit to the publishers of sort of refusing to 
to go digital, which seems odd, but at the same time, like they're really standing, trying to stand behind the stores as much as possible. Uh, you know, and and going, no, we're not going to go fully digital, even though you know these we could. Um, we don't want to do that to the comic books to shops because they don't want. You know, but I I can't imagine depending on how long it goes. Here's a really interesting parallel, and I don't know if people have used it or not. So, um, vinyl records for the first time since probably the early '90s outsold um, CDs um, last year. Um, do you see? I mean, our publishers. Do do they look at that tactile? Well, first of all, that's a that's a weird statement because well, I mean, it's different different declined. industry. But I'm, what what I'm getting at is, do publishers look at the 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 tactile um, um, involvement between the 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 consumer and their product as something that they want to keep? A, a tie with yeah they can go all digital but do they see the importance of keeping the the paper published books going and i and i use the music industry and vinyl records as as kind of that you know that that tie there that 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 music the music industry didn't give up on vinyl and now that's selling more than cds it's probably nowhere close to what digital is, but yeah. Well, that's the interesting thing is that you know, the, well, when you say the industry, like who are we talking about? Because no publishers, but who's making those decisions at the publisher level of like we're not gonna, you know what I mean? Like that's the interesting yeah. thing. It's it. So who at Marvel and who at DC and who at say? Well, Image doesn't really necessarily. I guess it does, but. Um, like who's making the decision to go? We're not going to go 100% digital. Like why? We've talked about this for years. Why have comics refused to do that? Like they still, you still can't buy most comics digitally the same day that they come out in comic stores, and it's to support yeah. the yeah uh, the the brick and mortar stores. But it's like that, that's, why that's are they a holdout? Work its way out. I I just canceled or did not renew my DC universe um, uh, subscription. It was like $80 a year. And yeah, it's, I love the doom patrol and, and Titans TV shows and, and even the, the, the Harley uh, animated. I mean, there was a lot of good video content on there. There was a lot of comic books that were available to, to download and read, but um I mean, you had to wait a year, literally like a year for most stuff. And I'm just like, okay, it's, that's probably not worth it for me. If I'm going to pay $80 a year, I'd like to have comics, you know, two months after right. they release, you know, well, I can understand, but you know, whatever it's, yeah, it's just interesting. I just don't understand whether like, why are they holding on? And and luckily for for comic book stores that they are holding mm-hmm. on because, but I'm just I'm just like theorizing like what is the reason that publishers haven't 
gone away from, you know, haven't just gone, yeah, we're going to sell digitally the same day as they're in stores because that's what people want. Is it because yeah, it's, it, it's, it's hard to completely change your business model? No, I get that, but everybody else yeah. has done it. Every other type of publisher, you know, has done it because they've been forced to. Um, oh, I think those company? battles are going on with with um, regular book publishers. I, that, that's I, you know, I see I see battles between you know book publishers and, yeah, and how book copies that... how many copies they're able to distribute through like Hoopla and that kind of stuff. Well, you know, Hoopla's a library, but I mean, I can get mm-hmm. any book that comes out. I can get it on Amazon the same day, if not earlier. Yeah, and you can get it in a bookstore. Mm-hmm. Any yeah, but magazine, it's still book. Any magazine that I want to buy, I can download the digital version of it the, mm-hmm. the minute that it's available. Do and, DC and Marvel still have the um, the the subscription service where you can like? I don't even get know. your get your comics in the mail. I I don't even know. I doubt it. I can't imagine it's worth it to do it. Why would it? Yeah. You know, how many people are doing that still? Yeah, I know people that did that for years got, oh, yeah. you know, their I amazing was... spider, but it was also, you know, 75 cents an issue at that yeah. time. <laughs> I did it when I was a kid because yeah. my local comic shop didn't carry some stuff that I liked. Yeah. And so I, yeah, I would, yeah. I would subscribe uh, to some stuff. All right, let me do another test. We're going to okay. break. We're going to break for a second. And then we're not going to talk about industry shit. Okay, let's take a little, we'll take, um. Oh, wait a minute. I can do like, I can do like a little. Some interlude music. Let's see. Crickets? Sure, it's not do... copyrighted. No. <laughs> None of my sounds are, are, are copyrighted. I, I got all, let's see, what do I got? I got men laughing. We can do or snoring. That's okay. <laughs> That's happened to be on a podcast once or twice. <laughs> uh, I got like little zingers. The intro. <laughs> Something like that. We can just do, like, uh... Well. No. No. Uh, Borderlands 3 this week. <laughs> How about this one? This one. All right. We'll be, we'll be right back with more around... Wait. <laughs> Wait. More around Borderlands 3. More around video games. I God damn it, I can't get to the sound there. <laughs> Oh, I have I been playing a lot of Borderlands 3. I can't get to the stream fast enough to check and see if we're uh, if we're doing it. Hold on, I gotta go back. One, two, three. Woe is me. From Chicago. I just want to see... I don't know. I think this streaming thing is just like ridiculous. I don't know. Who knows? I don't care anymore. We'll we'll. Uh... We'll um. I'll just upload the video. So if you're watching this now, the three people that are watching the live stream, 
I will upload this video where you can actually maybe watch it comprehensively at some point. All right. So what what else uh, what else we got to talk about? I don't know. I I've, I've been throwing shit out there all night. Give me something. <laughs> Give me something to work with, Sal. Uh, Pennyworth. We can talk Pennyworth. Oh yes. You turned me on to Pennyworth, and I remember uh, the the epics, as yeah, I call it. Epics. And Marta says it's epics, epics. Chris. It's yeah. epics. <laughs> I think she's right. I think it's epic. E, yeah, she is right. Not, not it's, and, and I do it. And now it's now I just do it to annoy the shit out of her. Although they did come around like in the nineties, and it could have been some like executive like going, yeah, e, you know, email, epics. <laughs> we'll do epics. <laughs> we'll do epics. <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of freaking awesome, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed it. I. uh I remember, like, when I first heard about it, immediately just going, oh, that's that's a terrible idea. I don't want to watch that. I have no interest in watching. What, Alfred Pennyworth in the 60s as a badass? Well, I didn't know that that's what it was going to be. I didn't understand at that time my my first, <laughs> uh, you know, judgment of it without seeing anything that it was going to be. Yeah, like a '60s spy espionage thriller show, you know, with awesome, with an awesome soundtrack. Yeah, and, a, and, a, and a, actually a really good, competent cast. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, no, it's really good. I've really enjoyed. It. I burned through it. Um, I just kept watching it, and you know, the main guy that plays Jack uh, Bannon. Jack Bannon. He plays Alfred Pennyworth. He is the show. Yeah, oh, for sure. For, for me, I mean, there's other great stuff about it. He is the fucking show. That that dude is, he is he is Michael Caine in voice, and I... Yeah, well, he's got that Cockney yeah. Yeah. Uh, accent, and, and he's obviously, you know, they're, they're pushing the, the, the Michael Caine. All I know is I've never seen, I've never seen a widow's peak on a human being more distinct... And I'm, I keep wondering if it's like, I looked up pictures of him cause I wanted yeah. to see what he looked like out of the show. And I'm like, well, it, he's kind of got it, but I mean like his widow's peak is like four inches long. I'm like, it's pretty I, amazing. Is this Eddie Munster? <laughs> who, who do we get here? But, um, yeah, the show is excellent. It's, it's really good. It's, you know, and it doesn't give you too much Batman. It, uh, it does. Oh, I, you know, and that's, you know, for, you know, the, the setup is that this is, this is Alfred Pennyworth, um, fresh out of the military, 19, early 1960s London. And, um, uh, Thomas, Thomas Wayne. And at the time, uh, Special uh Forces. he was in the SAS, not just the military. Military and 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 SAS, um, and uh, Martha. It's Martha Kane. This is pre-marriage to uh, to Thomas, which uh, she would be. So that's the the Martha Kane. Kate Kane, who is Batwoman, would be her niece. Is that correct? I don't know she, the math. She and Bruce that. are cousins. Wait, Martha and oh, you're saying Kate and Bruce Kate, are cousins. Kate is Bruce's cousin. cousin. Yeah, so yeah. she would be probably an aunt. Yeah, I mean she could yeah. technically she be, would be cousin, Kate Kane's but... aunt. 
Yeah, you would think it would, it would be Kate Kane's, like her sister's daughter or something. Yeah, sister or 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 brother. Well, it, it might have to be brother. Well, I guess it wouldn't have to be, but if, she, if her last name is Kane, if Kate Kane, if she's mm-hmm. oh, so probably she's still, the brother. It would, yeah, or the or she had a daughter and didn't. Yeah. Married, who knows what the story is? Yeah, we don't know. Um, so yeah, so this is pre uh, uh, Bruce's mom and dad getting married, and uh, it's uh, Alfred and uh, and Martha have a moment. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, that's the interesting thing because it is you know the way they set up the show, and it's one season on Epics. Um, it's like. What was it? Ten episodes, I think. Ten episodes, I believe. And the way they set it up is like, yeah, he's he's out of the military, he's out of the SAS, he's very competent, cocksure, very you know young guy, and he's got his two yeah. war buddies with him, and he's trying to start a security consultation company, a security firm, and he's basically a bouncer at a nightclub right now, but he's yeah. working his way through that and. Through circumstances, he gets involved with Thomas Wayne, who may or may not be working for the CIA in London. Yeah. Um, and then also gets involved with Martha, uh, um, Kane, Martha Kane, yes, who is working with this underground resistance sort of movement called the League of... I was going to say the League of Nobodies, but that was actually a yeah. podcast I did. Uh, no, it's the League of No Name. The, no, na- the, no name, the no league. name league, no name league, no name league, and then there's the uh, the the Raven Society, the Raven Society. Who they're so sort those of are the, the the two conflicting, and it's apparently a left wing right wing thing they allude to, sure, sure. Um, which is which is interesting. Um, well, it's politics in Britain in the '60s. I mean, that's yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so they're so they're not really that underground. They're they're kind of like known because they're reporting it on the news. It's the No Name League and the and the Raven Society. But yeah, there's a lot of um, a lot of um, under underground stuff going on between those two societies. There's some sabotage. Some sabotage um, going on. <laughs> did did so, the No Name League? Is that a and this is showing my Batman ignorance over the last few years. Is that something that has, is this um, only the TV show or did they um, in the comics explore Thomas and Martha's uh, past with these? Um, I am not aware of them exploring this at all really in the comics, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. I haven't read everything i uh i've been you can ask marta what she thinks of hey marta what's going on i like pennyworth yeah it's good isn't it it is good i like that it's able to be a little darker a little more gritty than some of the other series well it's interesting when i was watching it i'm like oh this kind of reminds me a little bit of the show gotham and then i found out that it's actually the same like showrunner of Gotham. Oh, is it the same? Yeah, yeah same. Same people same that people. did Gotham are involved with Pennyworth to some degree. But, um, but yes. Yeah, it's awesome because I found it and introduced it to Chris, and now he owes me. And then he introduced it to me. So yes. I owe you too, so evidently. We have oh, Marta. Shit, now to... I... Wow, this is amazing. <laughs> I mean, I knew it existed. 
Sure you did. Okay, Sal. Oh, come on. I did know it existed. I had heard about it, but I didn't watch it because I, I was telling Chris, I'm like, I thought it would be stupid. I thought it was a dumb idea. And then he told me, I will no, fully admit, not. he told me what it was like. And I'm like, oh, I'll check it out. I got nothing better to do in, in quarantine. So, and and yeah, it's really, really good. So no, full credit to you for 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 reviving it in my memory, but I did know it exists. I want full credit in a future podcast. Well, well you're on how, a podcast. How about this one? How about yeah, this how about one? this podcast? Oh, are you guys recording? Oh, yeah. We are. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> and we're going she's out. She's going to run away now. Because <laughs> I, I was like playing with my boobs on the thing. I was like, look at that. Yeah, Woo! nice. I was enjoying yeah. that. Yeah, I'm sure you were. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's the show's awesome. I mean, I really enjoy it. And uh... so the the episode where they go to the 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 little British town and they kind of accidentally kill that one woman because the, they're they're oh, yeah. working for the leader of the Raven Society. Yes. Um, were you ever a fan of of the Prisoner? Uh, once again, that's another show that I've I've tried to watch and it's so fucking boring. Um, yeah, but, but I just could never so get through. Just it. stick. With I'm aware me. of it. I have watched an episode or two. Yeah, but I'm not a fan of it. It's 1960s, kind of weird British TV. But that that episode of Pennyworth reminded me so much of just the weird quirkiness of The Prisoner. Well, I think you got a lot of influences. I mean, obviously, you yeah. have that. You have the uh, uh, what's the other British? Um, the three agents running around because that's what it reminds Avengers. Me. Yeah. The Avengers. That's what yeah. it, it has. You know, that episode had a little Avengers feel to it. I felt of course, uh, because yeah. you have the, 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 you know, the two main characters Blackman, who just died. Oh yeah. There you go. Um, and also known as pussy galore. Pussy yeah. Galore. Pussy galore. Yeah. She had such a cool name and then they called her pussy galore. Like her her real name is such an awesome name. Yeah, you know, Manor Blackman. Stick like, with the stick with the real name. Yeah, or uh, no, it's is it Manor or Honor? Honor Blackman, right? Blackman, yes. Yeah. There you go, yes. Honor Blackman. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, and you were right on. I mean, the, the you know the Michael Caine uh, <laughs> association. He's obviously you know pulling from from early Michael Caine, and I guess that's who they're. Like that is who this Alfred is, right? He grows up to be a Michael Caine in the in the Nolan film, so that's kind of, I guess we. Get... Oh, yeah, duh. Yeah, right. Because that's yeah, that's who he is. I, I was wondering. I wonder if we're going to get the any flashback to the. Um, remember the story in the Dark Knight uh, Returns, where we tells the story of they're down in Africa, and there's the the guys robbing everybody and he's just giving away all the jewels and everything and they catch him and he's he he he's the guy that just wanted to see the world burn some men yeah. just want to see the world burn. that i wonder <laughs> if we'll get to see that sort of at all in the series because he tells that story of you know to to bruce to sort of try to you know explain to him that there is no solution to the joker he's just sometimes fucking, people are just crazy yeah and and uh I, you know that'd be interesting, and but oh, what I was gonna say before your lovely wife interrupted us, I, uh, I was gonna say that um, it was interesting because 
I kept thinking about like how does this guy turn into Alfred that we know? You know what I mean? The butler, the the master. How does he become I don't want to say I don't want to use the word indentured, but how does he become so loyal to the Waynes? Yeah. From I, where he is now. And I love the fact right? that he um he you know, he doesn't even like Thomas Wayne at first. No. You know what not, I mean? Like he doesn't like him, period. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think eventually he kind yeah. of a little more than he does in the beginning, but in the beginning he he, he doesn't really like him at all. And oh, well, that's true. But um, yeah, at what point, like you know, that's going to be interesting to see their relationship grow. And you know, what is it? Is it just a lifetime of like him being there and them going on these adventures together and and you know saving each other's lives and. Mm-hmm. They form this bond, and then it's at some point when they die, he finds it you know his responsibility to take care of his son and take care of his son. And, yeah. But you can see like all the like. Did you catch the uh, the one when he goes and sees? I, I don't remember what episode it is. I want to say it's like episode three. Uh, no, maybe it's later. But anyway, it doesn't matter. It, it, it's the one where, um. He's tracking down the guy who killed his wife. Spoilers. That's should... where I am in the series right now. Oh, never mind then. You ha- you probably did you see where he like goes to talk to the 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 police detective? Yes. And then did you catch the part at the end of that scene? You don't. But I mean, he goes to see a police commissioner. And mm-hmm. at the end of the scene, the police commissioner goes and turns around, and he comes back, and Alfred's gone. Oh, he's gone. He, he, he pulls he, a Batman. Yeah, he's just like, oh. Yeah. He's like Batman. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like, oh, that's where Bruce learned it. You know, like, that's. I thought that was an awesome little Easter that's egg. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah and, that's and they awesome. had a bunch of that kind of stuff in there. Just enough. Like, I never felt like it was... It, I never felt like so, it wasn't is its own thing. Here, so So, here's an interesting take on that, because... Where we have Gotham, which is is really about Jim Gordon, right? And now Pennyworth, which is about Alfred, is the the subtle message that we've kind of told all of the Batman stories that we can tell at this point. Uh, no, I think it's I... still rich with really good stories to tell. I mean, Alfred's a great character. So is Jim Gordon. I mean, there's all sorts of great characters in that universe. I mean, are we after, you know, literally tens of thousands of Batman stories? Is it everything else that's interesting now? No, I don't think it's that. I think it's, I mean, I think it's two things on a uh, creative level. I think it's just the idea of, well, let's play, with something that isn't a guy in a mask, mm-hmm. you know, but still has a following or might. I mean, the reality is if you, Batman's a hugely successful franchise of films and comics and animated series. And, you know, one of the most famous fictional characters of all time, one of the greatest intellectual properties yeah. in the history of um, um, American fiction. So anything attached to that has a built-in audience. So if you're sure. going to invest in a show, the idea of, well, let's do something Batman-related. Well, we can't do Batman because that's for the movies. So what else can we do? Well, let's mm-hmm. 
Jim Gordon. Hey, let's do Alfred. You know what I mean? So I just think it's more that than anything else. I don't think okay. you're ever going to necessarily no, that's be... that's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I, I just think... I mean, Batman is... There's always going to be stories to tell for Batman because it's a primordial sort of question. Batman is... Yeah is a very primordial question. It is, what would you do for revenge? What would you do if your parents were killed? How far would you go? How far would you go? And what is right and what is wrong? And I don't think there's just new ways of, of trying to answer that question. And, um, I don't think you're ever going to run out of, of people trying to answer it because I, because it's one of those things of it's, it's a great philosophical question because there's no, there's no right answer. There's no wrong answer necessarily. You know what I mean? Like, is Batman a villain or is he a hero? Is Bruce the real person? Is, or is he, he, who's you know the real person? It's Batman. All, all those, you know, is, ba- is Batman Bruce's alias or is 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 you know? And all uh, those are versa. reflections of us as a society. Mm-hmm. All you know, Batman is a reflection of parts of our id. So. I don't think you can, and that's why it's successful. Like that's why they nailed it for whatever reason. And, and this is why, like, I understand the idea of creator rights, but sure. When Bill Finger and, 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 uh, um, Bob Kane, Bob, Rob Kane came up with Batman. They didn't ever imagine what Batman would become. They couldn't. Oh, that we'd be sitting here, you know, 80 years later talking about his fucking yeah. butler. They didn't, they did. You couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't, the, the most brilliant writers, no. creative people in the world couldn't do that. They haven't, you know what I mean? So it's like, for whatever reason they hit it. And then sure. everyone that's told those stories afterwards have done enough of it where it's, he's become this, you know, uh, part of our society it's part of us batman yeah. is part and, of us and, we, and later this week uh, we're we're gonna record another episode uh in a couple days and i have a specific batman question about kind of like the 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 core readings and so so tune back to that i'll, I'll just tease that next bat time next <laughs> same bat time same bat time same bat channel <laughs> Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I, but yeah, Pennyworth is excellent. I, uh, I burned through the first season. It, it might actually get me to stick with epics, you know, like it might between that. There's some good stuff on epics. Um, well, the other show I forgot. I tell you, I'm going to use you as the, the canary in the coal mine. Um, I prefer barometer, but that's okay. Uh, (laughs) go watch, uh, War of the Worlds. Let me know. How it is. Okay. I was, well, I, I got to get through Get Shorty. Um, That's good. It's good. That's Elmore Leonard, though. So, yeah. Well, it's I mean, not really. Ish. I mean, yeah, it's, that was is what I was going to say about it. It's like, I love the book Get Shorty. Mm-hmm. I love the John Travolta movie Get Shorty. I even really like the second one, Stay Cool. Uh, mm-hmm. The book's excellent. Uh, the, the the movie not as good as the first, but still has plenty of redeeming qualities, especially a Cedric the Entertainer um, <laughs> in it that's excellent. But uh, the Get Shorty that you know, I was surprised with what they did with it because they they changed the character quite a bit. I mean, it's still mm-hmm. the same basic essence of 
you know, sort of a gangster criminal dude goes out to Hollywood and decides he wants to become a movie producer. That's the basic mm-hmm. premise of it. But the guy's much yep. different. Uh, the crime that he comes from, crime family he comes from is much different. Um, and they've taken it in a, in a you know, much bigger um, direction. I was surprised. Uh, well, like I watched the first... Serial. sure. I, I watched the first season and, um, and then I... I canceled Epics. This was when it first came out or whatever. And then I didn't know there was two more seasons of it until I yeah. signed up for the free trial. I'm like, oh, shit. I love this show. Ray Romano is phenomenal in it. Yeah, so so the reaction that I got whenever we signed up for, for Epics, which I still call Epics, Epics. around the house, um, and we're looking at the shows, and there's some interesting-looking shows. And I was just like, I want to watch Get Shorty. And Marta is sitting on the couch next to me, and she's like, I fucking hate Ray Romano. Oh, what? <laughs> he's so good in it. I mean, Shit, he's... I know, and I'm just like, he's really good in this. Yeah. So I don't care. I fucking hate Ray Romano. Everybody I mean, loves the, Ray. The evil in her voice, <laughs> like the true disdain for that man, her hatred for Ray Romano, it, I, I was not going to question it. Wow. All right. I knew well... it was a bridge too far. I guess not everyone loves Raymond. I guess that's just, not, uh, especially my wife. <laughs> he uh, he's an interesting dude. Like, yeah, I was watching. I don't know some. Oh, did you ever watch the show on HBO called Crashing? I think it was called Crashing with um, Pete Davidson, stand-up comedian Pete Davidson. The SNL Pete Davidson. No, not Pete Davidson. Pete. It's Pete something. Really tall dude. Shit. Um, I'm going to have to look it up. Pete. I, I No, I have not seen this this television program. Um, well, it's basically like his uh, his life story. Pete Holmes. Sorry. Pete oh, Holmes. okay. Um, he's a stand-up comedian, and he came from a very religious upbringing, and then he like moves out to... Los Angeles and he wants to be a stand-up and um, he gets he's married and you know his wife is working but then she ends up like having an affair and and they break up and he has to he has nowhere to live and he's a stand-up comedian not a very successful one so he starts crashing on all of his friends oh yes I've heard about this it's really good it's pretty good I think Mm -hmm. it's over I think it got canceled after like the second or third season but it was pretty good but there was a couple of episodes with ray romano in it um and just sort of like the you know uh, reverence you know people have comedians have for him um Mm -hmm. that kind of thing he's one of those guys but uh so much success on tv it's like he he doesn't even have to do stand-up i don't you know anymore but he still i guess he still gets out there and does it it's you know it's interesting that I mean that the stand up con- and you you've you've dabbled in stand up. It's also a subculture in a lot of ways, like comic books are, in that you know there are it, it's the big pay. It's it's funny because it's the big payoff of the the sitcom, you know, the TV show or the movie that a lot of these people toil for. But watching once again the 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 Dana Carvey show. Uh, documentary that I watched you know Dana Carvey was a stand up comedian and when that show failed 
he went back to stand up. Now yeah. he was a big enough name that he was doing stand up in, you know, like 5,000 seat rooms and, and, and that kind of stuff. But yeah, that, that whole subculture of, of stand up comedy is, is interesting. I think there are some, some interesting parallels between that and like comic book creators and the comic book industry. Well, I think, I think it's changed a little bit. Like, I don't know that, you know, like those TV deals really aren't out there mm. as much anymore than they used to be. I don't think, at least it sounds like it from listening to, yeah. you know, a shit ton of comedian podcasts or comedians on podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but now these guys can like survive with podcasts. I mean, that's a yeah. huge thing. You see every fucking stand up comedian in the world has a, has a, a podcast out there now and that kind of thing. And between like doing that and touring and stand up specials, um, I think, you, you know, you have more of them that are just looking to be stand up comedians than you used to. But I know what you mean. Like, I did some like open mics. I just did a few open mics just to try it. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it was an interesting experience. You know, I just wanted to see what, what it, was it was like. Yeah, what it was like to do yeah. and if I liked it or. And I did like it. And I, you know, it, and uh, it, it actually went pretty well, you know, when I went up and did it. But that's a, you know, that's that's a skill you have to develop. You have to, you know, just get, like churn out, you know, and, and grind out that. I think until you go from being horrible to hopefully being good, and you know, not a. <laughs> One of the moments in that in that the Dana Carvey show documentary where they were talking about Dana Carvey's talking about kind of making, you know, earning his bones. And and like the first time he went up in front of a live audience, the guy right before him just fucking killed. And he's just like, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> the guy right in front of it was fucking Robin Williams. Oh yeah, there you go. That'll that'll yeah. crush your fucking ego, you know. <laughs> I got lucky the first time I went up. I like it was in a very small little place, a bunch of open micers, and I I did really well the first two times I went up. I did really well the first time I did really well, surprisingly well, and then the second time I did pretty good, and then the third time I kind of ate a dick. And then the fourth, fifth time was up and down. And then I got invited to do like this. It wasn't a showcase, but it was like a bunch of open micers, like a huge open mic thing. But And then it was like uh, the audience was mostly open micers, but it was a shit ton of them. And yeah. I, I was sitting in there for like three hours waiting to go up to do the four minutes of fucking material that i had i'm like Mm -hmm. all right this is not you know i'm not doing this 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 is not how i want to spend the rest of my life no yeah it was just like you know and i'm not gonna i got what i wanted out of it like i wanted to try it i wanted to see what it was like and i want i just wanted to understand it better because i love stand-up comedy i you know i fucking adore stand-up i go to see tons of stand-up i watch tons of stand-up i listen to you know all these comedians on their podcasts and everything. So I just wanted, it was something I wanted well, you, to Well, you live close enough to a, to a city where, where like comedians come and try shit out. I yeah. mean, there are, if, if you, if you, I remember, and I still kick myself, um, for it. There was a night at what the beat kitchen where Amy Schumer and, um, uh, 
oh fuck, who opened up for uh for Louis C.K. whenever we went there? He's a Chicago guy. Stephen um, Wright, huh? Stephen Wright? No, no, no. Chicago. He's a Boston guy. Um, oh, um, Hannibal Burris. Hannibal, Han- yeah, Amy Schumer and Han- Hannibal Burris were at the Beat Kitchen one night, just trying out shit. Yeah, and yeah. well, you they know, have to. That's that, the only way. Yeah, and you hear about that in L.A. and New York that the comedians that go to you know the comedy store or whatever and they just try out new material, and that's you know whenever whenever you you see them, but um, Dave yeah, Chappelle, uh, Dave Chappelle, late night. You know, like four-hour marathon sets. I suppose he, I guess he used to do, and still does occasionally. But yeah, he would just like go up and just talk for three hours because he had the confidence of knowing that, you know, even if he went up on stage with absolutely nothing to talk about mm-hmm. for three hours, he's probably going to be funny for at least two and a half. You know what I yeah. mean? Like he's just that fucking funny and that confident yeah, of being able to, he's just going to be able to talk in something, but, but it's still the same thing of like, you have to, you know, you have to refine that stuff. And that was the, like, you know, back when Louis CK was first coming back from his whole sexual, uh, harassment thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and people like leaked part of his set and we're like attacking him for the things he was saying in his leaked set. And it's just like, I mean, I get like people were trying to catch him, you know, for whatever reason, but, uh, it's like, you can't sit there and judge somebody's leaked set from a, you know, when they are just starting to work on some material who fucking knows what it's going to be, you know, but that's just people that have no concept of what stand up is or what it takes to, yeah. to write it or perform it, to get up on stage. And, and yeah, that was, you know, um, I think anybody that, anybody that wants to like, you know, criticize something like that should at least get up and get out there and just once, just do it once. And try and do it. Yeah. Try and do it like one time, you know, uh, at least, and you know, same for maybe anything, you know, if you haven't at least tried and failed, then you have really no fucking idea what you're talking about. I mean, you know, I don't know. Yeah, the 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 Louis stuff is is it's hard because I mean, obviously a broken individual, but that's the thing is that he spent his entire career making jokes about what a broken individual he was, and then it's like you okay you're supposed to be surprised that he did weird shit that now that 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 well, offends you it is you an know, in, i mean it is an interesting thing that i don't know i mean i'm i you know i was a huge louis ck fan a, yeah. a huge, i mean i've seen him three times i think now we saw him what like second row yeah. at the chicago theater it was amazing and I think one of the most brilliant stand-up comedian maybe that's ever lived. Um, he's he's in the he's in the yeah in the team picture. But I'll be honest, like after this happened, after it happened, at first I'm just like, okay, I wanted to hear sort of all of it, you know, like what was the whole story, what was you know everything that happened, and you know, not to necessarily condemn him or forgive him or anything like that, but just sort of like, okay, I try want to, to know- understand. I try to understand it and try to sort of like, um, 
come to terms with my own feelings one way or the other about it. You know what I mean? Like I like, I want to be informed. I want to be informed about however it is. And, and I will say like on the one side of it, I'm like, eh, you know, I don't know what he did, you know, whether or not, you know, what is the appropriate punishment? I don't know. I don't know that I'm the right person to decide that, you know, I mean, the guy lost a shit ton of money. He lost a bunch of opportunities. He's lost, uh, you know, a, a, a world's worth of self-respect. Um, but is that good enough or not? I don't think I'm the person to determine that. So all I can really decide is, will I still listen to his stuff or won't I? You know what I mean? Like that's all I'm no, mm-hmm. I'm in no position to do anything other than that. Like, am I going to say, no, I don't, I won't listen to him or, or will I listen to him? And, you know, I chose to listen to him because, you know, I felt like, what he had um, been through the entire experience, I think, uh, like you said, it's not a surprise that he's got some fucking issues. He's got some hangups. Um, and it's also what makes him brilliantly, mm-hmm. you know, funny in, in, a, in a twisted way. Um, but yeah, like that for like that 20 years, he wasn't making up the awkwardness and the brokenness of his life that he based a lot of his comedy on. Right. Uh, That was all fucking real. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, he's, and I think that's like, I, for me, uh, comedians are at their best when they are being brutally honest about the world and themselves Mm -hmm. Whatever they're talking about, it has to be authentic do you, do you, and ha, honest. Do you, are you a fan of Miss Maisel? Oh, sure. Yeah. And that's, I mean, doesn't that hammer that point home? And, and it, by the way, not forgiving anything about about Louis C.K. and and the things that he did. It, absolutely wrong. And, and not forgiving that. But also trying to, you know, kind of, Try and understand, I guess, you know, it's none of us, <laughs> you yeah. know, and, and it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's hard, but, um, well, I don't think it's our place. I mean, it's not my place to forgive him or condemn him. Okay. Yeah. You know that's, what I mean? Like, I just don't feel like that's my, and well, I guess people would say, well, like if you're giving him your money, then you're forgiving him mm-hmm. and it's like, well, okay. But is that the only way that he is punished? Is that the is that he should never be able to make anyone else's life better because he made yeah. some people's lives worse in some way? Now let's you know let's be honest about what he did do. Like how you know how horrific is that on a scale of one to ten? You know, ten being murder. Uh, you, know, I, you know what I mean? And one doing that. But, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I can't do that. But that's what that's the sort of yeah. ridiculous argument that you get to if you are trying to be judge jury and executioner i can't you know what i mean like i can't yeah i can't figure out that argument i'm not smart enough to figure out that argument and i understand that people think they have and like they're just like no he's he should he hasn't paid enough he shouldn't be able to do shows we've been we've been dealing in the age of the internet we've been dealing with the conundrum of trying to separate um, art from artist for a long time yeah. now, and and that's it's something that that 
moving forward everyone is going to have to deal with because there's a lot of tortured, complicated people out there in the world, and some of them are incredibly talented and and creative, and they're going to make things that horrible people are going to make things that you love, and people who are not horrible but have horrible things that they have to deal with in their lives are going to make things that you love. I don't necessarily agree with Kelsey Grammer's politics. I think Frasier was a really funny show. Way to be topical there, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> with with the Frasier yeah. <laughs> Back in my day. In, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. I don't but, I don't but, Yeah, it's it's separating separating art from artist and and creation and creator and and it's hard. And with stand-up comedians, it's it's the 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 veil is so much fucking thinner because it's them. It's them. They are on right. stage. And that's yeah, and they have yeah. to be I I believe that they have to be true to themselves and authentic and honest and very raw because an audience can tell if you're not. And I think that whatever that might be, like not every comedian is, is dark or twisted or has this, you know, you know, there's plenty of comedians that are good comedians. You know, Jerry Seinfeld isn't a dark comedian. You know, he's a brilliant standup in a different kind of way, but he was being, authentic and that's why he was successful you know what i mean like there's all yeah. sorts of different comedians louis just louis who louis is who he is so you know is he to be condemned to never again work as a comedian because of what he did that seems a little ridiculous but i don't i can't make that decision but what i will say is and all of this leading up to this was like so after you know he announced a tour uh late last year i think it was and i went to see him in i don't know when it was november december something like that and then he just came out with a comedy special of basically that same material but the final you know taped version of it yeah and so i've seen i saw the live you know like him working to this version and Mm -hmm. the finished version of it and there's some differences there's some things in there but you know there and there's a moment where he sort of talks about uh, what happened, but in a very, you know, flimsy way. He doesn't, you know, get into it very much, and he doesn't take a whole lot of responsibility, and he doesn't, you know, um, you know, like try to come clean or anything like that. So it's kind of weird as, you know, as I was watching, I will, I will admit, like, you know, almost wishing that he was more honest about it and and you know sort of maybe came a little cleaner about it in his act because i think that's the place to do it for him i think Mm -hmm. that's you know and that's as as a fan as someone that you know loves his twisted warped perspective on things it's because he always ultimately makes you sort of look at a truth or a truism yeah and I don't know if he did that with that particular situation, which isn't necessarily easy to do, but yeah, I don't know. So it was a, it was an interest. It's been an interesting experience of like sort of being a fan of his watching, you know, what happened and then, you know, viewing the 
comeback of it. <laughs> Aftermath and, and comeback. Yeah. Are you able to um are you able to separate art from artist in comics? For the most part, I think so. Um I think if if anything I probably lean towards like giving people more of a pass if I like their art. You know, like I, you know, if I like their work, if I like, like I'll, if they're terrible, you're yeah, like, yeah, fuck. yeah, if they're shitty artists. <laughs> no, well, you know, no, I just mean like if they're, yeah. if, if I like really Darwin love, Cook had like drunkenly slid into like a busload of nuns and killed them all, you'd be like, you know what? Well, no, haven't we all been there? <laughs> no, I don't know if I would be that. Uh, <laughs> Have we all been there? And I mean, honestly, New Frontier, pretty awesome. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I think I, I tend to lean towards that side, and that was, I think that was always a battle with the show too, of like, not getting caught in that, trying to not get caught in that sort of thing of like going, well, I really like this guy, mm-hmm. you know, because he's been on the show, you know, so I, I talk about his book in a favorable light. Am I being on? I mean, it's just like it's going back yeah. to like, are we being honest? Are we being authentic and not lying? You know, I don't want to lie to anyone just because. But it, it became sometimes it would be difficult because it's like, oh, I really like this person as a person. I like talking to them and hanging out with them. Eh, but the work is not <laughs> that great. You know, the yeah. last thing they did. Eh. Uh, so sometimes it was hard to sort of like, you know. Uh, well, I remember be critical, and this is—I don't know if we want to go down this road. Um, back in the early days around comics, um, we had this bit uh, that was the—it uh, was the Brian Wood appreciation moment. Oh, because <laughs> that was at a time when it seemed like he had like four or five books on the stands at all at the same time that were all fucking awesome. Yeah. and you know, it's are those books any less awesome? Because uh, we kind of learned that he was, you know, uh, doing some shitty things. Well, I don't, you know, I allegedly, I, let's just say allegedly, that. I have yeah. no idea what the true circumstance of anything that he did or didn't do. And I don't really want to get yeah. into that kind you of know, thing. But, but no, but it's, I know what you mean. Again, like, you know, it, it comes back to separating art from artists. You know, it's like Polanski films. You know, are you able to watch... You know, Roman Polanski films, you know, or God, you know, Kevin Spacey movie. Are you able to watch, you know, the usual suspects and be like, yeah, okay, I'm all right. And, you know, I, I had, that, I think, I think um, it depends. I uh, think what, with, what was the, uh, 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 Elvis, uh, Nixon movie with Michael Shannon Oh yeah, what the hell was the name of it? I don't remember what it was called. And 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 uh, Kevin Spacey plays plays Nixon, and he's really good as Nixon. But every time Kevin Spacey is on screen, I'm just yeah. like, man, <laughs> it's. Um, Should I really be watching this? I think it's a thread that I don't want to pull on because, yeah. like, I think if you go back to before this age of um you know outing people and and mm-hmm. where where you couldn't hide like you could you know in in times past i don't know if there's any especially like male 
movie stars, you know, from the 40s, 50s, 60s, they're 70s. They're all horrible. <laughs> yeah, they're probably mostly they're probably all awful. horrible. And athletes, you know, stories oh, of yeah. like fucking Pippin and Jordan out of the 90s Bulls. And, you know, it's like, yeah, they're all horrible people. <laughs> I, well, I think we all are. I think we're all. Mm-hmm. And I think. I don't think like fame and money makes you horrible, but it amplifies one. It gives you more ability to be horrible. Yeah, sure. And opportunity to be horrible. And I think a lot lot more people would be horrible if they had the opportunity. I mean, that's horrible. That's horrible to say that. So here, here's a movie that I keep flipping past on Netflix that I'm just like, you know, I should watch this. I'm just not ready to be dark. Have you seen Brightburn? I did. I did see it. Is it good? It is pretty good. I, me and my son watched it. Um, yeah. And we both enjoyed it. I mean, it's, uh, you know, you know what it is. It's, it's, it's a sort of a horror take on, on Superman, Superman's origin. And yeah. what would, what would it be if like this kid came from another planet and had superpowers, but was kind of evil. You know, it's like Damien meets Superman. Um, and it's done pretty well as like a thriller, you know, horror movie. Yeah. You know, the super, super powered parts aren't. Do they find the kryptonite in time? Um, I'm trying to even remember. I don't even really remember how it ends exactly. I, it's been a while since it's up, but yeah, everybody basically dies. No, I thought it was pretty good. I actually enjoyed it. It, it, You know, it's pretty dark, but, but I did enjoy it. Okay, yeah. that's because uh, it's it it kind of seems like Red Sun meets yeah. The Omen. It is. That's yeah. yeah. That's very much what it is. But it's done pretty well. Like, it, I, and I think you can just watch it as sort of a straight up oh thriller. It's by James Gunn. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, I think it works as just sort of like a, a straight up thriller. You know what I mean? Okay. Like it's done in a way where it could be just a paranormal thriller movie um it's not you know it's not like a superhero movie you know what i mean like it's 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 more just like a thriller horror movie it just happens to have this this kid who has superpowers and you know like like, you know kind of like pennyworth is a is a 60s um um spy intrigue but there's a little bit of a batman twist to it Yeah, yeah yeah exactly Okay, um, but I dug it. Yeah, it's not, it's pretty dark. It gets dark in p- parts for sure. I would imagine. Yeah, it does get dark, but not as dark as like "Don't Fuck with Cats." <laughs> That's really dark, and I don't know if I recommend watching that or not. I, I no, I <laughs> yeah, can't can't do it. I watched it. It was uh, yeah. Uh, I will say this for that show: it's only three episodes. One, there was like one or two parts that I had to fast forward through. I'm just like, yeah, I just don't want that in my f- head. Like, I don't want that scene <laughs> really in my head. And then, but two, I don't know that there's been a show I've ever watched in my life that I went no fucking way more than I did. in that Cause it was just like, you gotta be kidding me. No fucking way. Are you serious? Like over and over again, like it just gets weirder and weirder in kind of a show. At least the first two episodes, the third episode, 
it kind of you know wraps stuff up and and it's not as weird but the first two episodes are very very unsettling and and yeah even like mind warping in a little little bit of a just because like what this is impossible kind of thing um but yeah interesting interesting documentary on on the old netflix yeah it's uh there's some fucked up people in the world as we were saying yeah money and fame i think just gives us more of an opportunity to be horrible I think I think we all have that inside of us. I think you know, and and I think that just lets lets people let it out more. So when you're rich and famous, I that's why I'm like, you know, an athlete like LeBron. As much as I don't mm-hmm. particularly like LeBron, the fact that you know, that dude... I've, I've gotten to the point that I I I, I hate it. But I actually kind of like LeBron at this point. Well, I don't watch enough basketball to, to really make that judgment. Well, I, just, I mean, the fucking Bucks would whip their ass. But oh well, of course. No. Um, but totally on the Bucks bandwagon, by the way. Wow, shocker! That's a shock. Bandwagon jumper. I never would have guessed Bucks. that. Never would have guessed Bucks. that. Jesus. Fear the deer. Fear the deer. Fear the deer. You and my son. You and my son both. He's he's on there. But what I was gonna say is is. The fact that that guy's basically been famous since he was like 16. Yeah, no shit. And he's never really had much of a, you know, sordid past or but any kind of But if he had like, superpowers, would he want to kill us all? Probably, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It, well, at least the dude that banged his uh, mom, he would, you know, because if you see what he did to that guy's career and life, it's pretty, pretty uh, super villainish. Have you seen that? Which one? I can't think of the dude's name, uh, but basically he played with LeBron on the uh, on Cleveland, and the 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 rumor, the myth is that he banged LeBron's mom, and then LeBron basically ended his career. And the last time, like a video of the guy showed up with him like homeless and maybe a crackhead or a meth <laughs> addict, and he was like a NBA, like a legitimate NBA player. I can't think of the guy's name. Really? Yeah, yeah. LeBron ruined him. He ruined LeBron. Yeah, he, he ruined this guy. I don't know if any of that is true. That could all be uh, completely false information. I'm just you know going off of hearsay. Uh, obviously, I don't I don't know anything about it. But um, yeah, supposedly that's the that's the alleged uh, story behind. Yeah. So if LeBron had superpowers. He might murder that dude for. He might. He might murder people. Yeah, he may. You know. I mean, I think Jordan was a sociopath. You know what I mean? Like he was. Oh yeah. He was a sociopathic kind of character, and and you see that in even like his fucking weird, you know, Hall of Fame speech. <laughs> you know, like like not being able to let shit go thirty years later, and you know, like weird, <laughs> you know. Uh, kind of thing it's like all right yeah if that dude had more power like you know how corrupt how you know evil went went you know i don't know i don't know do we all have that i i think that goes back to our conversation about batman like why does batman sustain 80 years of storytelling because he's part of us the question of like what would you do in that situation like would you you know how is that is that justice? Is 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 being a vigilante a good thing or a bad thing? Is he a criminal? Is he a superhero? 
you know, is he doing more harm than he is good? Is he creating these these problems with, you know, his rogues gallery? All those questions about Batman, it, it, it goes back to this of like, is there evil inside of us? You know, are is are we naturally good or bad or, you know, do we all have that darkness in us? What does it take? What would it take to push us over the edge? Let me think. Know? How dark are you, Niesman? What's your price? What's your... What oh, it's low. It's, it's low. a very low price. <laughs> the older I get, the lower the price gets. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I, I think um, it's easy to judge people in that situation. Sure. But yeah, well, going back to your question, though, of like um, separating. I think I can separate the art from the artist pretty well. I, you know, I I do definitely have times where i question myself about it but ultimately i'm probably not moral enough to like make a stand i'm probably just too lazy of like eh. more morality and enthusiasm are two different things <laughs> yeah for sure for sure yeah yeah can you have one without the other though can you have morality Without action, without enthusiasm. Without... Can I angrily post something on Facebook, yeah. or does it actually mean I have to go outside and hold a sign? Yeah, I'm not doing. It. I'm not holding up. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not walking for any cause. <laughs> I'm not. You know what I mean? Like I'm just not that. Not guy. standing out. I don't know if it's like 65 and sunny, maybe. And I'm raining at 40. Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> wait, wait, okay, so so funny. Uh, Marta and I were talking about this. So we had some fucked up shit happen in Wisconsin last week where um, the the governor tried to push the election off by a month to say, okay, let's, you know, let right. this pandemic shit calm down Sensible. and not have people go out and have to vote in, in public since we have a shelter in place order in the state, which makes absolute sense, right? Sure. The opposing party we'll call them the opposing party <laughs> we'll call them republicans oh um said that no the the election must go on just happened they're protecting a supreme court seat on the in the in the state and so so they sue and and say no it has to go on and goes all the way to the supreme court and so they teleconference in to decide that people have to vote in person. So that should tell you everything that you need to know. Um, it just happens to be a nice day in Wisconsin. Just happens to be right. a nice day. And the lines are, are an hour, two, three, four hours long. As it gets into the evening hours, a fucking crazy winter thunderstorm slash sleet and ice comes at like eight, nine o'clock at night. And I just looked at Marta and I was just like, can you imagine if this weather system had come 12 hours earlier? And she's like, it would change the election. And absolutely. It came down to like 50,000 votes. But isn't that ri ridiculous that that's a reality like weather? Yeah. 
Here's the problem. The weather could change. The weather in a in a twelve hour window could change the makeup of the Supreme Court in a state, which could have serious ramifications in in a myriad of of different decisions that 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 but, from gerrymandering it, it could go to the federal level um because this weather system was 12 hours later than it was um, well here's the thing it's 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 interesting because you know you look at it from one perspective of this is the right thing because it's the you know the democratic thing yeah, what, know, what, and, what, and it's what, the wrong what, thing for them to want to stop it, yeah. because they're the Republicans. But is either is any of it what's right for like the state of Wisconsin or the the country as a whole, or the people in it? And it's just ridiculous that the idea that we're still beholden to this process of, you know, going out and standing in a line and voting with a paper fucking ballot is just so ridiculous to begin with it's hard to take any of it seriously it's hard it's so stupid it, politics... so i've been learning more and more about the um the way that oregon handles their voting you know everyone votes by mail in oregon yeah is that i need to research this that, and uh... find out the pros and cons because it sounds like it works pretty good i don't know uh maybe i don't i think i think um the whole system's kind of fucking broke yeah but. that's why we read comic books get away from it yeah. <laughs> um so i got one that i want you to read it's not our it's not no. our book of the month but it's one that i'm gonna read and uh, i want you to take a look at so you see this it's backwards right no 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 i don't know no hadron's wall hadron's wall um it's not backwards. it is um it's kyle higgins chicago guy Oh yeah, yeah. So it's a um, uh, it's an image imprint, graphic novel, um, uh, sci-fi mystery murder. Looks pretty sweet. Um, so anyway, check it, it looks out. Looks pretty sweet. And, uh, Have you read it? We can talk about it. Um, it's next on my list after I get through like four more volumes of um, uh, mind management. So you haven't read it. No, okay. I'm saying you I should just, read it, I just and make that we clear will talk because about it. You just plugged it. I plugged it without reading it. I read the first issue. Well, that doesn't mean anything. It was enough for me to read the rest of it. Okay. And so you should read it, and we will talk about it. Okay, fine. I'll try to remember. Is it on Hoopla? Um, you can check it out, or you can. Fucking go to Amazon or fuck that. Uh, I don't. I don't go to Amazon. The Nerdist liked it. Oh well, then Jesus. I mean, if the Nerdist liked it, yeah, they're like the NPR of comic book news. The NPR. <laughs> that would be Comics Beat. <laughs> um, I, I yeah. finished all like six volumes of Paper Girls. When is that goddamn last um, hardcover going to come out? Uh, I don't know. It's on Hoopla, all the issues. All Well, all the okay. trades, all the collected trades. You read You read um, Hadrian's Wall. I will finish up the last probably two trades 
of uh, of Paper Girls. Hadrian's Wall. Uh, okay, yeah, whatever. No rush. I just I just was throwing it out there. It's no. It, we have to record like three episodes a week now. Jesus. The people demand it. The, <laughs> the per the twelve the dozens of people waiting to hear us. Uh, speaking of, if anyone does um, want to contact us. And request us to read things or talk about things or uh, want to know about what other creators that have done horrible things that we're okay with. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, they can reach us how? They can reach us at info at Around Comics on Facebook at Around Comics Podcast, Twitter uh, at Around Comics, Instagram, YouTube. I got it all up on, it's actually on the feed right now. I put all the social uh, icon and, and links there. So you can see it in the video. Um, okay. Or you can go to the website, aroundcomics.com, and, and uh, links to all of our social media accounts or email. You can email us right from the website. Uh, yeah, so contact us that way. And um, as always, reviews, iTunes reviews are, are more than welcome if you guys want to uh, help do out the show. Do they do iTunes or is it just Apple Podcasts? Oh, so yeah, old. I guess you're right. It is now Apple Podcast, which pisses me off um, because it's... Back in my day, you just got your podcast on iTunes. Does iTunes not exist now any longer? Is that iTunes what... iTunes is what our grandchildren used to use back... You know, um, I, it's Apple Podcast now. Oh, well, all right, whatever. I guess... If you go to aroundcomics.com, uh, episode 317 with our friend Andy Parks is up there. I took down the video because it was so terrible. It was awful. Yeah, so I, I took the video down. Just the audio is up. Uh, same with Tony Moore's episode. I took down the video. I left the one of me and you because I think that one was fine. Okay, so just you and me. Um, uh, our we'll talk see. with uh, Tony was great. I think that was. I think it was kind of therapeutic for him. Uh, yeah, just needing to... Well, you know, it's funny yeah. because like he said, he actually said in his post when he kind of tweeted about it or, or reshared the post on Facebook, I should say, um, he, he mentioned the fact that like he hasn't really been in the comic book industry for a little while now. He hasn't yeah. been doing much stuff in comics and he wasn't sure if he'd have anything to talk to us about with, but it was like, I didn't even, you know, like I didn't realize that, I guess I didn't think about that. It was yeah. just like, oh, let's talk to Tony, you know, like, um, and it didn't, it didn't slow us down any from, from having <laughs> two, two hours and 45 minutes later. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, we have, uh, um, plenty of, uh, reviews on iTunes and, and, and hopefully more episodes coming out soon. We'll, you know, yeah. we got this one, this one I'll put up as a podcast. I'll put up the video it's live streaming, but. I don't know. What the, if the quality is good, I'll leave it. If it's not, I'll put up the actual recorded. We're video. learning. Yeah. I don't know. There's other ways to do this. I'm not, I'm, it seems like there's better ways to do this, but maybe just recording it and putting it up is better than trying to live stream for whatever reason. Our live streams just, they don't sync up the audio and the video don't sync, sync up. And then it's like, who wants to watch that? Cause you're nobody. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Whatever. Whatever I would is. just listen to this while I'm walking my dog, which, my God, today was the day that the dogs tried to fucking overthrow their evil overlords. What do you mean? Oh, Jesus fucking hell. Um, 
the entire morning routine, first of all, they don't want me to get out of bed because they're all fucking snuggled up and I try and get up and they're like, and no, they don't want me to get up. And then I do get up and then I feed them and then they're like, no, we want warm broth in our food or we're not going to eat. And then it's the, yeah. And then then it's the, well, we have to go on our walk now and I get them back and they're like, well, now we need to go have second breakfast and a second walk. And then I'm in the office and I'm actually trying to have breakfast. And it's like, well, you have to share your breakfast with us, daddy. It was, it was, it was, they're so goddamn spoiled. Have you ever told them no? All the time. You could could do that. All the time. All the time. (laughs) All the time. All the time. All right. Well, horrible. Yeah. Dogs are terrible. They're terrible. (sighs) I saw a question the other, uh, the other day on, on Reddit. There was a guy asked the question, he's like, what's the difference between pets and slaves? And I said, well, <laughs> you can make a slave oh, let me clean tell up you. after itself. That's, that's what I thought. <laughs> what is your, what is you, what do you think? What, what, what did you say? I said, you can make a slave clean up after itself. <laughs> that's yeah. The yeah. Yeah. The, my response and, and not being clever about it is that is that our pets are are the slave owners <laughs> i don't know about that without Listen, a doubt <laughs> i don't know if you want to compare your your very white self to to slaves i don't know no no i did not mean that <laughs> did not mean that did not mean that Oh, I wanted to mention to people, if you would like to um, to help out the show, if you have a couple extra bucks, uh, it does cost us money to produce the show and put it on a server and keep it running and everything. So if, if you do want to uh, throw a couple bucks our way, we've never charged. I mean, that's always been a point of pride with us is we, we've never charged for episodes. We've never... Uh, shit, we don't even have sponsors anymore. We, we just never really worked that hard at making money off of this show. It wasn't our goal. Uh, of, of of charging people money to listen to us talk. Um, and it's still not. That's not why we do this. But if you want to offset some of the costs of us, the monthly fees that we have to pay to keep this thing running, we'd really appreciate it. So you can go to um, ko-fi or coffee.com slash around comics. It's ko-fi.com slash around comics. And you can buy us a cup of coffee for like three bucks if you want to support or however much you want. You can You can give us... Um, more if you'd like. Uh, so yeah, that's, I just wanted to sort of throw that in there for people. If, if oh, I should do that wants to, uh, support the show, but, um, yeah, uh, dogs, my dogs are, um, I, I'm actually like, they still just lay around and sleep most of the day. Like everybody's that's what here. dogs do. Yeah. Um, they just, they just kind of lay around they don't care. They don't care that we're here. They don't care about us. They just want to be fed. That they, it's funny how like it's like you know first thing in the morning, very excited because they know they're getting breakfast, and then like four forty-five in the evening, they know it's dinner time and they start acting up. In between those two points of time, lots of sleeping, really yeah. nothing else. They don't do anything to earn their fucking keep. What did, what did you say? They're cave-dwelling animals. <laughs> they are. They are cave-dwelling animals. And they're, uh, they're just holed up. And, uh, yeah, they don't do, they don't do it. They, they've, they've adjusted quarantine very well, my lazy dogs. Oh. Yeah. Like I said, they, they've taken over. All right, bud. Well, um, we're going to be back. What is today? 
God damn it. What is the date? It's Tuesday the Tuesday the 14th. Yes. Uh, It is. Okay. Um, (laughs) Thursday Thursday the 16th. Thursday the 16th we'll be back. Hopefully with Tom. Yeah, I think Tom said he's going to be back. Um, that would be good. I'm gonna I'm gonna read some Paper Girls. Read You're them. gonna read some Hadrian's Wall. Eh, probably not. No, you will. You no. will. <laughs> you can't make. Me I, be- I, I you believe can't force in you. Me. <laughs> um. Yeah. So a couple days. Watch uh, some more TV, and I'll finish up Pennyworth. Yeah, I blew through Pennyworth. Yeah, I mean, I was I watching. Yeah, so here's the thing: I watched um, watched Tiger King, and it was fine. Um, I've been watching McMillions. Have you seen this? I'm aware of it. I have not watched it yet. So here's the whole thing with Netflix and Hulu and HBO and and all the streaming services. I mean, they're real. I under I understand they're trying to create content. I get it. They're trying to create content. <laughs> okay, Bernie. Uh, <laughs> it's a five-episode series on a fraud thing with, with, oh. with McDonald's. It At the most, it should be an hour and a half. Well, that's a long-standing stre- complaint. Stretch it into five hours. It's not that interesting. Well, that's, I mean, that's the Netflix way. I mean, I think yeah. you're not the first person to say that about a lot of their shows, that they tend to stretch things out 